Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Made by Mamas helpline. I was literally about to go <laughs> bing bong. Uh, bing bong bing. Um yeah, no, all jokes aside, we are um we are here for a Friday Q&A all about you guys. We wanted to open it up to you today to discuss any kind of like dilemmas that you might have going on, any advice that you might need, any big issues, any small issues, any like just any form of help and advice, like a couple of ag- agony aunts. We wanted to be here for you today because, um, Georgia, you are wonderful at giving advice. Am I? Yeah. Gosh, thank you. That's really nice. I've never, I don't know, I've never really thought of that, you know. You're a very calming influence and you're very stable and very solid and you don't really get fluffed. So when I'm calling you up in a fit of rage or floods of tears, you're very good at calming Actually, me down. Actually, I do know that. Yeah, I yeah. am I am a calm person and I don't get stressed. And I'd say that is one of my strengths, yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, but equally, I feel like I can phone you and talk to you about anything and you always give a really good thought out response. Well, that's kind. And actually, I do really like giving advice and I really like helping people and I really like being there for people and I'm definitely a sounding board to a lot of my friends but I also require a level of like emotional support from people because I I feel like I got I mean like I feel like we all go through our own stuff but I I don't know whether it's you know where I am in my life my age you know maybe the hormones or whatever but I definitely feel more up and down than I have done for a really long time you know I can be fine one minute and then I can be in floods of tears the next minute is that slightly unstable (laughs) no I was gonna say no I really don't think so and I think anyone I talk to um I don't know if it's like the environment that we find ourselves in now is so much more like high pressured I guess Mm. I don't know if it's us coming out of lockdown and there not being so many boundaries and Mm. how we've kind of got used to one way of life and now we're coming into the other I don't know I feel the same I have some really good weeks where I just feel like yeah I've totally got this and Mm. then all of a sudden I might just have one off day where I just feel like I'm just not capable of doing the things I would normally do but I am really trying now to just like accept that just accept those days and not worry about them and just think you know what everyone's gonna have an off day and if I can't get the things I need to get done today I just won't and that's that's okay 
Yeah. And I think when things are going well, like if your relationship is going really well and, you know, you've yeah. got good friends around you and your kids are in a good space and, you know, you've got, you, you, you're kind of ticking all the boxes, then you feel robust. And, mm. you know, even if you feel like you're having a bit of a wobble, you know that all of your other foundations around you are in a really stable position. It's when you get to a point where, you know, one or all of them start rocking that that's when I start feel like I'm drowning. Like I'm like, Oh God, what am I here for? And what am I doing? And, you know, I I, I think the hangover from the pandemic is still very much around us. And that feeling of just trusting the universe that it's all going to be all right is gone for me. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be okay now because (laughs) it wasn't okay for a long time. It was fucking shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, it was, but I do think like almost going through that, forced a lot of us to evaluate and reevaluate exactly what we want from life mm. and i think that's definitely taught me like you know i actually do quite like having a bit of time to myself i really like having time to myself mm. and i know i need to factor that in i know i need to you know like take the pressure off when it comes to having really busy weekends every weekend um you know i know i need to have some downtime there's so many things that i know that i need to have now that mm. i probably just neglected before because I could because we were so busy yeah Um, and I'm really trying now to just keep those little you know things in place that keep me going and and keep me happy and keep you stable. happy yeah. yeah and I think you're actually you're really good I take a lot of advice from you in mm. that area that you know we need to put those barriers in place to protect ourselves because yeah. we can't just be pulled from all directions you know wife mother partner best friend you know chef cleaner it's just too much yeah, it's overwhelming it is. it's too much um so yeah I I think a lot of people are feeling like this today I think we should get into the questions because we've got hundreds to get through do you want to kick us off George we have oh I don't know whether to have a second child or not I nearly died because of the complications last time wow that's huge that's it heavy is. and that's and that's a really really difficult one because obviously that fear is very real inside of you when you get that close to something so horrendous um you know your automatic response as humans we 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 think well it's going to happen again it's happened the first time it's going to happen again and that would be a very real fear um i wonder if you have i don't know the ins and outs of your complications but i wonder if if they were a one-off and they were you know just in that environment in that moment or whether this is an ongoing condition that could happen again a second time round because I think that's something totally different I think yeah. if it could happen a second time round and you've been given the warnings that it might do um then you know you know maybe you don't want to put yourself through that if it if this was a one-off and it was an anomaly and they you know it was just what happened during your labor and they've said do you know what second baby it won't happen again then you've got to work through your fear if you do want to have another child yeah we've, sp- we've spoken about you know birth trauma a lot you know we've we've had lots of different episodes you know one with illy morrison we've i mean we've had we've had a lot you know lots we've talked we've really discussed it um and yeah like zoe said if it's a if it's a medical reason um it, it might even be that it can because you know that it happened to you last time that they'll be able to you know monitor you more you know closer this time Mm -hmm. and you know you might have a different type of birth or whatever but I do think yeah you've got you've got to think about your safety first and foremost yeah um and then address those issues from last time 
Yes, exactly. And and also just on a final note, any form of birth trauma can be worked through. Any form yes. of trauma can be worked through. So there are definitely things that you can do, people in place to help you through that. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely look into that. Um, okay, uh, I like this question. Really stuck between going back to work full-time or part-time. Oh, um, <laughs> Go on, do you know what? I sort of started um, talking about this the other day, about this whole, you know, the whole flexible working thing and how it can be great, but how you've really got to think about how it will actually work. Because I, I read an article, actually, I think it might have been in Grazia, about working full but part-time can sometimes feel like you can't give either your full attention um and I always thought part-time work was the answer like you know you get a bit of time with your with your child and to be at home and then you get to also work and for me it has worked brilliantly but there have definitely been times where I felt overwhelmed like I'm not doing either well enough Mm -hmm. um so I think when you think about it you know, if you go back to work full time and your children or child is in full time childcare, they are getting all of the, you know, support they need throughout the week when you're at work. Everything is done and you can just focus on your job solely. And then come the weekend, you have two mm. days or however long it is where you have, you can give your child your full attention or your Mm -hmm. children your full attention Mm -hmm. and so actually that can work really well sometimes as well because it's almost like those five days you're just in work mode and then when you come home you're home and you can you know put your kids to bed or whatever it is you do and then at the weekend you have that really good time I think sometimes part-time the the lines blur slightly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think as long as you're aware of that and you know that it can there might be weeks where you feel like you're really juggling both, then that's fine. Um, but I would really think it through. Um, I think so often we're like, yeah, I'll just go back part-time. But sometimes you're trying to fit a full-time job into part-time hours and that's just not feasible. Yeah, I agree with everything you've said there. I mm. think you need to look at, is it to do with the fact that you don't want to be away from your 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 child or children um or is it you know the workload side of things because I really battle with that too I mean Mm. you could I'm freelance as you guys know so I'm in and out of work a lot but I get sometimes I get to get up with the kids sometimes I miss breakfast sometimes I don't get to put them to bed sometimes I do so Mm. I have to be super fluid and flexible but I think the thing that I can say is that if when you're with the kids it's really important to put your phone away leave it it down and have that hour with them you know get them in the bath read them the story do whatever it is your bedtime routine looks like so that they feel that they've had a piece of you and actually fundamentally at what point do we turn around and say to our children or our children going to turn around and say to us actually mum dad like I don't need you like I don't need you now I'm like I'm busy doing something and they shut their door and then you're kind mm. of like you've still got to retain what makes you tick because yeah. at some point they will say look you need to step back now um, I always think about that because I, I do feel guilty a lot of the time. Do you? I do because like like at the moment I'm on drive time. I'm having the best time of my life doing a radio show that I've wanted to do since I was, you know, nine years old. But I'm not getting to put my kids to bed. Yeah. And then they're saying to me, where are you, mummy? Where are you? And in the morning they're crying, where were you last night, mummy? And it's like, well, I was at work, but I feel bad that I didn't get to tuck you in. You know, like you can't have it all. So you've just yeah. got to work out what works for your family. That's, yeah, that's the best advice. Yeah, that's it? what I mean. So there are going to be moments, I guess, where you you miss bedtime and that kind of thing. And yeah, you have you've got to work out individually, like yeah. what's important to you, yeah. what you know, what you can compromise on. Um, but yeah, I mean, part time work is definitely not always the answer no. to for any. <laughs> 
advice that it really isn't. This is another work question. Why my work boss is making my life hell. I'm currently off with anxiety. My new job doesn't start until March. Oh, well, that person sounds like an absolute a-hole. Yeah, they really you do. You poor thing. So glad that you're getting out of there and you're starting a new job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you've done the right thing. I was going to say, it sounds like you've kind of solved the the issue in some ways, but I guess it's just the next month or so. Yeah, um that you you kind of I guess you just need to focus on what you know each week sort of almost like tick the weeks off tick the days off however you feel like it's like a countdown and I think things are manageable when you look at them in small chunks Mm -hmm. you know like okay let's just get through this week what am I going to do to I know help keep myself okay protect myself try and avoid yeah, yeah yeah exactly try and avoid the boss that's making your life hell or you know th- how are you going to protect yourself from that person um because it doesn't sound like they're going to change their ways and if you're moving to a you know a new job then it's almost just about like coping until then isn't it um but I guess you've got you know you've got a new job to start and that's really exciting yeah and you know what I will say as well that there are some amazing apps out there like we love the Calm app for yeah, kind of headspace. You know, headspace and things like yeah. that. If you can start your day, if you're if you're obviously off with anxiety at the moment, but there will come a point where you have to either go back into the office or work from home. If you can start your day putting in place those protective barriers to look after you, so that whatever your boss says to you, you know, doesn't touch the sides. I know that like whatever that person is saying to you, that's all about their stuff, mm. and we need to make you as robust as possible to be able to deal with the next month. And we're sending you lots of love, and you can do it. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Um, right, how to get sex life back when just surviving on little sleep and don't feel comfortable in my new body and don't want to leave the baby yet. <sighs> we hear that one a lot, don't we, George? Uh, yeah, actually, we yeah, we do. Gosh, we've spoken we've spoken about this so much, and I think first off, I would just say. Like you're surviving on no sleep, you don't feel comfortable, baby steps, like literally mm. baby steps to getting your sex life back. Don't expect that you're just going to click your fingers and you know things are going to be amazing again straight away. Mm. It's going to take time and a little bit of effort. Um, and just first off, yeah, just don't put the pressure on yourself um, to get it back instantly. It, it might take a little while, um, but it's really, it's great that you've even thought about it. And, you know, you, and it's something that you want to do because um, I think so many of us can just neglect that and then almost you're however, however many months or years in and you think, oh, my goodness, like this feels like yeah. such a huge hurdle to climb again. Yeah bit of advice that both Georgia and I would give to you is to communicate with your partner Mm. is to sit the person down or do it you know when you're in bed at night together and just say this is how I'm feeling about myself this is how I'm feeling about my body Um, I love you I'm committed to you I want you know to work on our in inverted commas sex life and being intimate again but currently this is how I'm feeling so that's your first step so it's really weird so in in a relationship we're quite happy to discuss you know endless lists or talk about the kids nonstop or fight about this but when it comes to our sex life we always put it to the bottom of the pile and that's why the elephant in the room just becomes so massive and then you're like I can't talk about this I can't talk about you've got to be able to talk to them so that would be my first bit of advice and then there are many different um, elements to a sex life it's not just you know penetrative sex which feels an absolute mountain when you've just had a baby exactly Um, you know you actually don't want that I mean I didn't want it for a long time and I know George you felt the same way yeah it's you know so there are other intimate things that you can be doing with your partner and that don't involve penetrative 
sex. And we actually recorded an amazing podcast. I think it was about 18 months back with Dr. Anand Patel, um, who's got an incredible podcast himself. And we went into detail about, you know, all the facets of sex, how to get your sex life back on track, things that you can work on, things that you can do as a couple. And a lot of it was postpartum. So definitely check it out. It's a fantastic episode. <laughs> There's always a mother-in-law question. Living with mother-in-law that doesn't understand boundaries of privacy help. Boundaries or privacy. Or privacy. Oh, geez. Okay. Oh, gosh. Do you know what? I remember saying at James's house. In fact, it was when we'd had had Axel. um, And it was before we moved. We moved from Cheltenham back to London and we didn't have anywhere to live. We stayed with James's parents. And I remember finding it so weird that they would just open our bedroom door. And we'd be in bed. Oh, like, my God. And I mean, not you know, not doing anything because they could probably hear, you know, us chatting. But it's just such a weird thing to do. I don't know what it is about opening someone's bedroom door, but I just feel like that is a total, like, that is stepping over the line. Oh, my you God. You can't totally. do that. You cannot do that to somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had the similar thing with, with my mother-in-law who had a key to our place in Cheltenham. And, you know, we would be in bed doing things and she would just walk in and be like, hi, Polly. Like, oh my god, is that your mother? So I completely understand that one. Um, really, really, really tough, especially if you're living with her rather than her living with you. Um, I think again, the reason these things become like like humongous issues is because we don't feel like we can speak to them. Yeah. We need the backing. If, if, if you've got your partner there as well, get the backing of them and say to them. I was going to say, I always think we it comes down? better yeah. from the yeah. person who, who whose mother yeah. it is. So whether, you know, that that's obviously your partner's mother. It always comes better because then, yeah. I don't know what it is. What is it about the different sides of the family? I feel, I don't know what it is. It's like if one person says it about someone else's family, it can yeah. be offensive. But if the person who's in the family says it, it's they much easier take to it. take. Also, yeah. if her partner is 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 male, the relationship between you know mother and son is always yeah. a really tricky one. So there might be a bit of that going on. Like somebody told me the other day that at their wedding, uh, their mother in law turns up in a uh, wearing black in a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> that happened. Can you believe that? And then halfway through the ceremony, she decided to get up out of the wheelchair and start dancing. Um, so I think, I think it is quite tricky, um, and intricate. So my advice to you, speak to your partner, our our advice to you is speak to your partner, get them on board, get them to have a conversation, do it all together, make it really lighthearted, make sure she knows that she feels loved, respected, looked after all that stuff, but just say, listen, these are the things that are slightly bugging us at the moment. Can we please try and iron them out? We really think that you do well in X, Y, and Z, but you know, ABC isn't working for us. That would be. Yeah. And also maybe, you know, put yourself in her shoes as well. Well, you know, I understand that, you know, you might want to do this, but actually, you know, it, it doesn't feel comfortable to us. Is there anything that we do that you don't like, you know, make it like a two way conversation, like open mm. up the floor, then she might, she won't feel like she's being attacked. Yep. Um, if it's just how, you know, let's make, you know, how can we live together harmoniously? Let's yeah. talk about it. My 19 month old whines nonstop, oh, literally all day. Tell me I'm not alone. Emily. <sighs> You are You're not, not alone. alone. Oh my goodness. That is my, that is probably the worst part of parenting. I think that's a number one, the whinging. Ugh. The whinging is so awful. I don't get it. 
Um, but it does, it does stop. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Axel sometimes still has a good wine. This, this old, like, it does stop bullshit though. When you're in the middle of it and yeah. you feel like you are never going to hear anything else other than mommy, oh, mommy. Don't. And then they start crying. Kit was doing it this morning and I just turned around and I went, leave me alone. Mommy can't handle this. And I had to walk away and Dozzle was like, I'll take it. Don't worry. And, but it's, it's constant, like absolutely constant. The, uh, the, 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 I think, Somebody gave us a really good piece of advice that if your if your toddler is moaning and whining nonstop, distraction is key. Yeah. So trying to distract them with something else immediately. Snacks are always a really good idea. Yeah, snacks. Putting on their favorite TV show, getting them outside, going for a walk. Failing that, put them in a safe space, shut the door and have yes. a couple of minutes to yourself where you walk breathe. Walk away from it. Walk away from it. Yeah, mm. definitely. And mm. also, maybe not so much now at 19 months, but even if you just get into the habit of it so that when they do understand, it's, you know, it's just ingrained in you. I always do it to Gigi now. She's two and a half. I'll go... Mummy doesn't understand you when when you're doing that. Can we just calm down? <laughs> Can we just calm down? And then mm. you know, sometimes sometimes it works. Sometimes I just have to walk away. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's quite a good habit to get into. Like you've acknowledged them. Like you're not ignoring yeah. them. You, you're acknowledging them, and then they can make sometimes can feel heard. Good advice. Solid advice. A five-year-old who screams at us and shouts and gets quite punchy when he's frustrated help i think we we can we all relate, can to, all that relate one. to this absolutely mm. yeah so we had a similar thing obviously kit's not five he's four but we had a similar thing with kit at preschool where every time i picked him up we were getting pulled to the side and they were saying I had another incident with kit he was hitting he smacked he pushed he snatched um and she, they were like we're working really hard on kind hands at school and mm. i was like you know i completely on board with it totally they taught me through it and I started to praise him. He'd get, we made like a sticker chart at home. Tara, who helps us out, who's wonderful, was like, why don't we make him a chart? And every time he does something kind, why don't we put a sticker in it? The sticker chart really worked for Kit. And, mm. and now we've had a real turnaround in the last couple of weeks where I'm picking him up and they're like, he's a different child. He stopped hitting. You know, he hit a girl and like, he didn't mean to, but in the face, he sort of pushed her in the face. Like it was really upsetting. And I was really upset. So I was like, Kit, that's not who you are. Um, but obviously they just get into these phases of doing yeah, things. But I do, do. think a, a reward chart and focusing on kind hands is is a good idea. Yeah, no, definitely. And also quite often like the screaming, the shouting and the, you know, punching or be you know being you know not great with ha with their hands and, and their actions can come from a place of frustration. Um and oh gosh, a while ago we we were actually doing a relationships podcast. And um, our guest was saying that she lets her son like punch a pillow if he's feeling frustrated yes, and like yes. let the anger yeah. out mm. um, and like in a safe way. And so maybe, you know, if you've got a five-year-old who might feel quite angry and frustrated, letting them punch a pillow or saying, you know what, if you feel really frustrated, go into the garden and scream if that makes you feel better. Mm. Um, I mean, I do it with Axel. Axel can get really frustrated and, and cross sometimes. And he just, yeah, he'll just take himself off. Or sometimes he takes himself into the garden and he just kicks a ball against a wall. Yeah. And it, it, it's amazing. It's actually amazing that how 
he comes back in like a different person. Um, for all of us, it's the same, isn't it? If we feel angry, we have things that we turn to. We might go for a walk. We might take ourselves off. We might sit down and have a cup of tea. Whatever that is, whatever yeah. your coping strategy yeah. is, it may be about finding one and helping guide your five-year-old to sort of find one for, for him. I, I screamed three times in the bathroom yesterday morning so loudly. <laughs> I thought I was going to lose the back of my throat. But I was so angry. I felt this rage burning up inside me. It wasn't anything to do with the kids. I'd had a fight with Doz and I went into the bathroom and I just ah! and it just made me feel so much better yeah. and also they've got some really good books on emotions yes. so maybe explaining to you know your five-year-old about their emotions you know how how they're feeling you know what this is Luna Luna's got like a color thing at school where it's like if you're blue then you're sad or if you're yes. red then you're cross and it's quite it's quite nice to label it yeah exactly and also just to know that all of that for them to know that all of those feelings are natural yeah. and it's just how you deal with them absolutely We'll be right back after this short break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Single parent loneliness. Well, this couldn't come at a yeah. better time, really, because next week we have got, what is it? Uh, let me think. Is it going out just after Valentine's Day, I think? We've got an amazing episode with the founder of a single parenting dating app. And we cannot wait to have a conversation with her. So yes. make sure you stay tuned for that one, because I think there'll be lots of advice, lots of tips. And potentially we're going to find you a new love. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, like if you're just looking for, you know, friends or just just like like you're not feeling alone. We've spoken before, you know, in our episode where we did friendships. There's so many ways to meet new people, you know, whether mm. that's just looking up when you're in a coffee shop, whether that's going on some of the local Facebook groups, whether that's joining an app like Peanut. There's so, you know, there's lots of ways to meet people and and also you're you're not alone you know there's mm. there'll be so many other people in your position who are looking for someone to chat to as well and and they they're feeling lonely so it's just about finding finding those people this is, do you know what i've heard this happen so many times recently people moving away from the city to live closer mm. to parents stay in a city we love but far from parents and in-laws or move so we have their support mm. well i know what i would do I'd like to hear yours first. I'm so torn with this one because I've never lived close to my parents or Mm. my in-laws. I mean, we live about an hour from each now. So we don't, it's not, it's not like they're around the corner. And I do sometimes think, oh, 
you know, if only we lived, like, especially my parents, because they, you know, we're the, I'm the only child and the Axel and Gigi are their only grandchildren. So their time wouldn't be split between lots of, you know, <laughs> lots of other things. <laughs> um, I sometimes think, oh, it'd be so much easier, you know, if I just want to go and have my hair cut, I would just pop in and drop the kids off for an hour, you know, an hour or two hours or whatever it is. And so I do think there is a lot to be said for that whole, you know, surrounding yourself with your village and and, and having that support to raise mm. your children. But on the flip side of that, if you love the city that you're in, you can still make it work. Like you really mm. can. Like we, you know, we now have just found someone to help us in the afternoons at home. The kids are at school. Yes, sometimes I wish I could just pop out in the evening, you know, or or whatever it is and and be a bit more spontaneous. But I think you can make it work. And I think if moving out of the city you love is going to make you miserable, then don't do it. It's not worth it because there are ways around it. It's lovely to have the support, but you don't need it. That's such good advice, George. And that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say exactly the same thing. So I think we'll leave it there. Go, (laughs) always go with your gut. Always go with your gut. I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's another sort of work related question, but quite a few um, around this sort of topic. Um, about to go on mat leave. I'm pretty sure someone is gunning for my job, how to deal. Oh gosh. Go on, George. It's really, it's so, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because, it's not their job. <laughs> they might really want it, but you you have that job for a reason. And you're going on mat leave. It's only, a, you know, as long as you want it to be for, and you are entitled to go back to that job. Um, I think just remind yourself why you're in that job. Remind yourself why you're good at it. Work on your own com- self-confidence because you can't do anything about them. No, there's nothing you can do about them. Um, and I, I do think it's just about reminding yourself why, you know, why you're in the job, that you're good at it. You're only going on maternity leave for as long as you want to be on maternity leave for. And if you want to come back, then you will. This, this, this is what, this is what corp, corp, you know, some corporations and co- some companies, obviously not all at all, because I know that some are absolutely brilliant, but this is kind of how we've been conditioned as women that go off to have babies. Mm. It's like, oh, you know, the language around it. Oh, well, you know, when you come back, you won't want to be doing the same thing, will you? Or, or you won't be able to fit it in because you'll want to take them to the doctors or you won't be, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, no, we can have it all and we should mm. be able to have it all. And listen, if somebody else is gunning for your job, you let them go down the path they want to go down. That is your job, just like yeah. George said. You earned it. You will be just as good, probably even better at it when you decide, if you decide to come back, right? It's your job if it is you your want job. it and just remind yourself of that. But yes. you can't control what someone else does. Yeah. My boy is 12 months old and I've just found out I'm six weeks pregnant. I live in a two-bed flat. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Just amazing. Um, I was nine months old when I found out I was pregnant with Kit. So I know exactly I remember, how that feels. I remember when Ten you found out. Yeah. yeah. We didn't we do like a shoot with Axel and Luna that yeah. day or something. Yeah. And you came and you was like, I'm pregnant. pregnant. What am no, I gonna, gonna do? do? <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, first off, the fact that you live in a two bed, I you know, that that's not an issue really. Well, it shouldn't be, because you as you know, your baby will be in the room with you for 
however long you want them to be in the room with you for they could be in the room with you for a year if you want them to be or, or longer it doesn't you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter but also so many children share a room yeah um I mean Axel and Gigi love sharing a room now um I, I I've been debating putting them in like just all full time all t- together every yeah. evening yeah. every night because they yeah. actually love it um and th- they're gonna have quite a small age gap so as they grow up, they're going to be really close and really close in age. What is the age gap between the two of them? What Axel and Gigi? Oh no, they'll be three years. But I'm saying this lady's children will be so so close in age yeah. um, that it might you know it might be lovely for them to share a room and mm. will help them form a beautiful relationship. Um, so I really wouldn't worry about your living situation um, because. We all, you know, we can make everything work. We can make anything work, can't yeah, we? Yeah, we can. Yeah, exactly. Georgia's completely right on that one. Like, you really, you're probably a couple of years away from it potentially being an issue if you just need more space from, you know, the extra stuff that you have from having yeah. another baby. But in terms of, you know, you you could be in a two bed and and that's that, you know, that's plenty of room. And you like Georgia says, put the kids in together. I mean, Luna and Isla share a room and they are so happy and they've yeah. always shared a room ever since they were little. And if there was anything, you know if Luna woke up crying in the night and Isla would come in and say, Luna's crying and I'd scoop her up and I'd put her in next to me. You know, like we just made it work. It was actually really lovely. So don't worry. Don't worry. Um, We'll just do a last one here. This is, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. Do I stay in a struggling relationship because of my daughter? Oh, that's so hard. I mean, a struggling relationship isn't the end of a relationship exactly as far as I can hear so a struggling relationship have you been through every single avenue to try and make it better like have you seen somebody together to go and talk to because I really believe in couples therapy I think Mm. it's so fantastic you know you you can get those services free on the NHS if you go and see your doctor Um, or you can pay pay for them privately you know if you if you've got the funds but struggling relationship doesn't mean end of the road and so I would say to you guys I would exhaust every single avenue before you decide that the time has come to call it a day but in terms of staying together for a child my advice is always you can't do that because that environment you don't want that environment for your kids you you know your your, your child wants to see you happy they want an environment where you know the 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 family are in you know parents are in love and all you know in an in an ideal world and if there's rowing and if there's arguments that's not a great space for them no and also I think it's really important as well to show um your daughter that it is important to look after you you know your own needs and yourself and how and how to have a happy relationship so if she grows up you know seeing you may be unhappy in your relationship is she then going to think oh that's just the way it is is that what you would want for her I think I always think that is that what you would want for your your child so then why would you want it for yourself Mm. um and yeah, like Zoe said, it, it like it's a struggling relationship. Absolutely exhaust, you know, what, do whatever you can do to bring that back. Um, but ultimately, if you're really unhappy, it's it's not worth it. Mm. And it's so easy, isn't it, for an outsider who's not in, who's not in your situation right now to go, yeah, just just move on because it's not it's not easy. It's it's it is difficult, and I guess know that it's going to be really difficult. Um, but know that you will be you, you know you will be happy, and it and it takes someone really brave to do it. But ultimately, yeah, you have got to look after yourself. Um, yeah, you as really well. have. Yeah, and you that's really have. you know that's throughout all parenting, all for all parents. Like we can't forget ourselves. Um, 
in any situation. No, because if we're not happy and we're not right, exactly. the kids won't be. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for sending in all your questions. I absolutely love today. We'll be doing another one of these in a couple of months. So if we didn't yeah. get a question today, please send it in again. Rather than doing products this week, um, Sarah and I both love to read or listen on Audible. So we are going to go through some books that we feel like have really helped us. Yes. going to kick us off? Yes, I'm going to kick us off. So um, I've literally just received this, but we've actually had Roxy Nafusi on our podcast before she's come on. She came on to talk about you know, her feelings around um, pregnancy and, you know, the struggles that she went through. And at that point, she hadn't really been out and about or couldn't have her photograph taken. No. Um, yeah. She didn't want to look in the mirror. She had a lot of of, of kind of self-worth and, and real confidence issues. And wow, we just absolutely loved her. She was starting her journey then. She just started her Agony Aunt Sundays. Anyway, you know, flash forward a couple of years. Um, Manifest is her first book, Seven Steps to, Steps to Living Your Best Life. Um, so, um, and I really believe in manifesting. Like I really believe in saying things on repeat and the universe and trying to channel good vibes and good energy and trying to create stuff off your own back. And I'm really going to give it a go because um, there's a job that I want. <laughs> <laughs> without saying too much and I'm like how am I going to get it I'm going to try and manifest it so I'll let you manifest know I'm going to write it. it down and see if it works over the next six yeah, months yeah do it now I'm actually listening I actually bought the book on Amazon and then I downloaded it on Audible because I actually find I don't read books right <laughs> I'm much better listening to them and like yeah I really like I really like it so far um, okay and I like the fact that she says that it's not something you can just practice for a couple of minutes a day it's a way of life and I'm like yeah she's right she's so right okay um, so yeah I really yeah I really enjoyed it as well this is another book um that I've listened to on audible and it's called the money is coming by Sarah Akrisombe um I can't remember how I came across it. I think I might have read about it in a supplement, like a Sunday supplement or something, and downloaded it on Audible. And I got through it in like two days. Um, and again, it's kind of, I guess, there's a bit of like manifesting in there, but it's also around having negative feelings towards money and right. how, in you know, lots of us almost see having money as a bad thing and you know like in this country it's like if you're doing well you don't shout about it mm -hmm. you you know you go oh no but you know we're, we're, we only eat beans on toast if you've just bought a ham you know we have this thing we feel like we have to caveat um sort of our feelings around money and it's just really interesting I just really enjoyed it and I guess it's just about not having a negative mindset around money and thinking of money as a positive thing rather than a negative thing love that I'm going to um, check that yeah, one really out definitely enjoyed it. Um, now from money book to baby book um, I spoke about this a long time ago but I feel like I need to give this another um, bit of bit of love on the podcast it's called How to Enjoy Year One yeah. by Rachel Wadilove and it's just it's just basically a, a, an essential book if you are expecting a baby to have and it just gives you really relaxed routines to follow after baby arrives and just some really good advice on various sort of subjects around parenting and I just I didn't have a clue what I was doing when Luna was born I didn't know how to swaddle a baby I didn't know how to <laughs> I didn't know what time a baby should go down for a sleep you know just things like that and so yeah if you are expecting or you know somebody that's expecting I think it's a really good gift um, yeah. for yourself yeah, yeah definitely and from sort of baby books to a workbook um, this book is called The 
the one minute manager basically and I was recommended it by a friend who works with like in leadership roles and managing teaching people how to manage people basically um and a lot of these sort of books I've always just found like I just couldn't relate to them Mm. I just I just, I don't know, not like they're nonsense, but I just couldn't get my head around them. Whereas this one was really clear um, and it kind of talks a lot about how you manage people and how it's not about telling them what to do. It's about them finding their way and you just almost guiding them. It's more like a coaching book, I guess. Um, But yeah, so if you are, you know, like a manager at work if you lead people but also like as parents we're leaders aren't we you know we lead our kids um it's just really interesting to to listen um I guess around how to get the best out of people okay um so yeah that's another one okay and then my final book which is just a novel that I'm absolutely loving at the moment and producer Charlotte is also reading it as well and (laughs) loads of other people I got given it as a Christmas present so you can see how long it's taking me to read (laughs) every night I'm like I'm going to read a page and then I The author is Matt Haig and it's called The Midnight Library and it's about a character called Nora who decides that her life is falling apart and there is no hope for her and she gets um, basically transported to a library of her life Um, and it's kind of a bit of a sliding doors book so you know had you chosen this path this would have happened to you I love Um, things like that yeah I love Matt Haig he's an amazing author so yeah I'm really enjoying it I'll let you know um well I won't let you know because you'll have to read it I don't want to I don't want to ruin it but I'll tell you privately (laughs) Georgia if it's any good or not thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and thank you so much for sending in all of your questions we really couldn't do these Friday sessions without you as always we would love you to rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow and please tag us in your pictures where you're listening we love to see it I mean I'm usually listening to a podcast in the gym or when I'm out walking or sometimes even just when I'm driving in the car and I don't want to hear the kids in the back (laughs) Um, any suggestions Questions for topics you want us to cover um, or guests you'd like to hear from, then please just drop us a DM. We're on at Made by Mummers on Instagram and we'll be back on Tuesday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production, and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.